going back to collecting um you guys do this thing on a uh, time and type micro mondays mm -hmm. which i love um and here's a micro brand mm -hmm. that you have that i've heard so much about that i've not yet been able to see in person yeah. so this is one i'm excited about because i know just a little bit about this um when i was looking at them um, i was like brew brew where, where did this name come from and this happens to be a gentleman who's very passionate about coffee yes, yep. yes. which i thought was awesome so it's um brew watch company mm -hmm. a gentleman by the name of jonathan ferrer uh, think of salt of the earth amazing great person that you would wish was your friend because that's how great of a person they are right that's this guy wow like mm. i've yet to meet anyone on the face of the earth and all watch meetups that said one bad thing about jonathan wow mm. like the guy is just that nice of a person so when he creates mm -hmm. the 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 urge to collect doesn't come from investment. The urge to collect comes from the fact that this is such a great person behind the brand. Right. Like, so for me- So you're buying him. I'm buying him. So for me, from the moment I met him, I always knew, I was like, John, Jonathan, I'm getting one of your watches. <laughs> but, you know, I got to stick to the rule. Don't buy into a brand unless it's something that you actually want. Don't just buy it because you're saying, okay, I'm just going to buy a brew because I, I, I want to make sure I have a brew. Because then you're not going to wear it. You're not going to be passionate about exactly. it. You're not going to like it. So I waited, I waited, I waited. And then he dropped this, which is this beautiful salmon dial. He, he calls it copper. I like to say salmon. It's <laughs> definitely salmon. I agree with that. So <laughs> he dropped this. It's his first no date um, in terms of watches because he usually does quartz um, chronographs mm -hmm. or he does time and date automatics. So this was the first no date that he put out. And like all the other watches I've told you guys about, it just clicked. Mm. And I said, like price of admission, how much I like the watch, how much I, I, I'm really invested in the person behind the brand because he's such a great person. I'm grabbing this. And as you could tell by the bracelet, I wear that. The bracelet is nice. Yeah. Um, where do they start at retail? Um, usually around four, three to four. Three to four, and then. So they're not cheap. No, no, no. This is, um, if I remember, I think that is four fifty. Yeah, it's fairly expensive timepiece. Yeah. That's a newer piece for his collection, right? Yeah. So the funny thing is that um, I've been I've been looking at this brand like brew for some time. Um, we had a good friend of ours um, that actually was gifted one, and we got to see one physically. Which the Pac Man. No, no, no. It was the green dial. Remember Carlos got, got yeah. gifted one? Mm. Um, <clears throat> and I loved the piece. But to be honest, when you shared this piece, if I were to get a brew, I was like, I would get this one. Like, transparently. I was like, ah, oh, brew is cool, but like, eh. And then I seen this piece and I was yeah. like, ah, yeah, yeah. I found something I, I like. I like the case back, No, too. it looks great. Yeah. And it's got I mean, that small little window, you see, just to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is this is and awesome. I like the bracelet on that, but it gives me such old school vibes. Um, you know what I want to put on that? Like you guys know those like kind of the stretch, stretch metal bracelets. I knew it because that's what that reminds me of. The, like the 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 what do they call? I don't even. Who knows, man? Yeah. There's so many different <laughs> names for those it, things. Uh, a lot of people call them like the hair pullers. Mm -hmm. Oh sure, yeah. But like I thought about just putting it on that, and I put that on a leather strap every once in a while. But it just deserves to be on a bracelet. It's just it has that vibe, and I mean he it's smooth, smooth. Yeah, it's real smooth. Like, That's what I was like. If you if yeah, you pay attention to his Instagram, you'll see the amount of work he puts into checking every single watch, making sure it, it goes out well. And the reason, another reason why I wanted that is a, a lot of my history with watches ties directly into micro brands. Mm -hmm. Like there were years where I was really invested into micro brands, simply through watch with us, mm. through micro brand meetups, um, the individuals I met. So I always told myself, no matter what, there's gonna, there has to be a micro brand yeah. in in your collection. And I always knew I was like, okay, I got to get a brew. And I saw that, and I was just like, this is perfect. Like this, this is perfect. Mind you. The wife, she 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 called dibs on it. No, oh, yeah, no, really. <laughs> she she she, cause I got her a Seiko before, mm -hmm. and it's one of the few that few ones that doesn't have um, 
a set, a sapphire crystal. Okay. And she brings that to work, so it's kind of scratched up. Uh, so one day she just went for this, and there was a good couple weeks I never saw it again. Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> but um, it, it's perfect. Like for my wrist, it's perfect. It kind of gives me that smaller watch vibe. Um, I'm still on the hunt for, for probably a tank that speaks to me. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this is. I really love this watch. I love the. Uh, you know, we could we could sit and talk about all of the sort of the negative things that we see on social media today, but there is so much positive. And the energy that you're seeing online, especially with a lot of these micro brands, I think is really awesome. Did you take that picture that was posted today for Studio Underdog? No, no. I, I wish I did. Actually, that was a good photo. Yeah, mm. I, I actually, it got posted and I liked it. And I actually spoke um, to the brand owner because back in the clubhouse days, okay, you know, when everything was pretty much shut down, like I had gotten to know the brand owner and he had talked about the watch. And from then everybody was like, this is cool. This is back with the watermelon version, oh, yeah. all those different, those different vibes, and I was just, I was congratulating. I was like, man, this looks great. I think his watches are awesome. We covered his stuff on the show too, and mm -hmm. then like for the for that particular watch, he's using like actual like eggplant yeah. skin. I'm gonna but try to get one of those. I, I I love the story behind it. The yeah. fact that it's a charity for, if I remember, prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. I think it's testicular. Testicular cancer. Yeah, yeah. So you got the eggplant. I know. Tree. I know. I was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's 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 kind of these are kind of the things that that I like about the watch community when we could kind of have fun and then play yeah, around. Yeah, he has a sense bit. of humor. There's, I think yes. it's very obvious. It's yeah. not It's not like so stuffy. And he always, when he was talking about the brand, he said that was kind of his his MO. You know, I don't want to be this super serious, stuffy brand. I'm like, I want to have fun. People should have fun with their watches. And I like that kind of play that they yeah. did there. And you know what? It, it, it's, I really like it. Let's just say that. They're, they're dope, man. I mean... You know, he has like this really wide open case bag. You can see the movement. The movement is beautiful. Um, his stuff sells out. It's like almost impossible to get one. Yep. yep. You know, and they're not, they're inexpensive, but they're not cheap. You're talking about like five to 600 bucks, yeah. like mm -hmm. a pop. And they're just like flying going. Flying so shows, yeah. kudos to him. That's pretty awesome. Um, moving along, but sort of sticking with, with collecting, we'll round that up. Uh, what's your grail piece? What's the watch that, what's your North Star watch? What's the piece that's like, before I'm done, before I'm gone, I got to get this on the wrist, I have to own it. VC perpetual calendar in gold with the blue dial. Okay. On bracelet? On bracelet. Good. Yeah. <laughs> on bracelet. On bracelet. What, is, what is it about that piece that speaks to you so much? That is such a flex baller hot <laughs> piece so you like to flex a little yes okay I, i'm not i'm not gonna lie i think everybody likes sure i mean we're not just yeah. wearing these just be like oh yeah, yeah don't yeah. want to show it to me but no you you, yeah. like, when you feel good much the same way you'd feel in like a really nice well-cut suit exactly that's yep. how you feel with a really nice watch and i remember when when that came out and everybody else was you know getting attention on uh other watches talking about this and i'm just like that right there. Yeah. Like, I know it's probably, that's like a third of a house, but still, <laughs> man. Like, if I came across some money today, mind you, I've never seen the watch in person. Wow. That's yeah. how difficult it is to see that watch in person. Yeah. I've stopped by VC. I asked a guy, I, I, I come from a meeting, I asked, I was like, you know, you know, where can I, you know, can I see it? He was like, dude, I haven't seen it. Wow. I was just like, are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, like we get maybe two or three. And before they don't see the case. Yeah. These are literally they watches come in, they're gone. that come in, yeah. get wrapped up. So the person could come and pick up that's on the list that paid for that watch like last year when it first came out. Wow. And I've yet to actually see it. I've seen, I've seen other overseas. Yeah, I've seen others, but I have not seen that specific one. And to me, that mixture of blue and gold is one of the best mixes when it comes to just aesthetics. And that watch is bad, man. That wow, bold statements. We gotta, we're going to pull that one up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's tight, man. Is there, any, uh, is there any pieces that you regret purchasing or selling? Have you had that experience? Either or. I, I, 
No regrets, actually. Respect. No, wow. no regrets. And you know what it is? Because I take everything as a, as a learning experience. Okay. So, you know, every experience I've had before, whether I sold the watch a week later or I sold it months later, um, one, I tell myself, you basically rented that watch to experience it. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, play with my mind that way. Uh, even though I'm losing a couple hundred million. <laughs> um, I tell myself that. And also, you know, it's a learning experience. All of it is 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 stepping stones on the journey of my collecting life. Like, I like that. It's how I learn who I am as a collector. Because, like, I'm sitting with you guys today and I have a mindset about what I want. Mm -hmm. Hit me up two years later, things are probably going to change. For sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, new things are going to come out, uh, you know, new aesthetics, um, new mechanisms. It's going to change, but like everything is just a learning experience. Yeah. No, definitely something that rings true for me. I think just even in like the last 12 months or even like since like right before COVID till now, it's like it's totally changed for me. Um, and especially over the last 12 months, really honing in on, on what I like and understanding what I like and my affection for tool watches, like sort of reigning supreme. Yeah. That's just me all day. Like. I mean, you know how crazy I got about the uh, the Zodiac. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just saw it, and it's much like how you described. It was just like, Pop. yep, yeah. I'm getting it. Yeah. You know what? You know what's so funny, um, and Perry can kind of attest to this. Um, you know, just kind of speaking about like you not having regrets and like, you know, your grill piece, like you know what, like like. What might be something that like you gotta have, or what you felt like you you've parted with, and something like in that realm. I feel like from the beginning when we were having our conversation, like for at least the past decade, because Perry has known me for about that long, maybe even longer. Like I still get excited about watches. I still collect watches, great watches, not so great watches, watches that I will wear, watches that I won't wear, watches that I'll just look at. Like I'm still kind of in that phase of where you were and I don't know if I'll ever come out of it because I've been doing it for so long um to where it's like you know what I like everything <laughs> I like everything and that's just I don't know if that's well you don't you don't, it's, like, it's you don't like everything though. yeah well, yeah you just but you have a you have a, a wide range of what's, what you do like yes. and what's you just pop the trigger is, a lot yes. what's gonna happen is that you're gonna find like a real quality piece and you're gonna be like I want more like that yeah. And then that's when you'll stop with the other stuff. But now the thing is this. So the way I am and how I collect. So let's say, for example, Rolex. I want to own a Rolex. I won't buy a Rolex until I can buy every single Rolex I want. Every single Rolex I want. I wish it worked like that. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. In a perfect world, yes, I should be so, able but, to walk but, in. You know that point you made earlier about how, well, the point that we all made earlier about how a lot of people say they want these Rolexes, but they've never seen one before, even really tried one on. How do you actually know you want all those Rolexes? Because I have seen them and have tried them all on. And you want all of them. You can confidently say that. I do want, I do want all of them. That's a bold statement. <laughs> I want all of them. That's a very bold statement. Very bold statement. All right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So where would you, where would I, you I will, start? I will buy. I will buy everything else What's, until I can buy everything. What's the list then? Well, remember my remember my Grail watch was um, the GMT solid, solid gold GMT. Yeah. Okay. So solid gold root beer. Okay, but what, what's the starting point? That's not going to be it. Starting starting point could be. Simple day just maybe I'm talking like you know they just thirty six like we looked at like a mm. Vignette Dow yeah. diamond indices like that kind of blackish blue kind of deal going on yeah. on the dial like that's kind of where I would start then maybe talking presidential then going something professional um, and then of course a Daytona in the mix and I think I'd be done. That's but I mean, that's still everything. But it's classic, professional, and then you know, of course, like the icon. I can in my in, icon. You mean day date? Day date. Okay. So what I'm trying to say is, in that retrospect, whether I can afford it or not, I would never be able to buy them all at one shot. At least at MSRP. Like, can I buy them all? Yes. So you're talking about Rashawn gets. A billion dollars 
That's and those just, are the first four purchases. Buy all of them. Well, yeah, okay. I'm a billionaire. Sure, then I'll just buy all of them. But I mean, I feel like in the retrospect, like, okay, great. So let's just say if I if I do start off with like a vintage Rolex, I'm gonna get that itch to where I want to buy another Rolex. I'm I'm gonna ask a question, and I I hope you don't take this in the wrong way. Please, actually, I hate saying that because yeah, I feel like yeah, just ask I feel me. like every yeah. time someone says that, it's like yeah, I'm about to ask you some yeah. different questions. <laughs> if you could get them all at retail right now, would you just would would you feel the same way? Absolutely. Okay, I the, respect that. Well, well, the reason is, and and we shared this on the show is like, so my dad wore a Rolex for thirty years. I'm 31. You know what I mean? So like I have that kind of emotional attachment because, you know, I remember putting my dad's watch on. My dad's a big guy. His watch was so big that it it, it could fit on my shoulder <laughs> with the clasp closed. <laughs> So, I mean, this is a big guy. His name is Big Tim. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is a big guy. So, like, in that retrospect, for me, that's just always where I resonated. Um, it has a special tie to me. What my first watch, actually, that I owned, because, you know, when you were talking about, like, you know, your mom gifting you um, your first time piece, my first time piece was actually, like, given to me by my grandfather. Mm. It was actually a G-Shock. That was his. That's awesome. And then shortly after that, he passed away. Mm. Now, ironically, I feel like when you're a kid, it's like, um, you don't know where that watch is. And I wish I could go back in time and have held that watch because it means so much to me. So, like, I have so many G-Shocks. And that's, like, the same connection I have with G-Shock is the same connection I have with Rolex. So how we spoke about G-Shock and we're like, we can just buy them all. It's so easy to buy them all, to mm-hmm. collect them all. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about Rolex. And that's if I can't, if I can't feel that way, then I, will, I, I don't want it at all. Okay. That's just how I am. I, I respect that. I respect that because you know what it is? I, I always try to, to, to do some, some self, you know, break down myself and what it is I'm trying to do when I'm collecting. And I always would ask myself, and I actually wrote a, a piece about it, you know, what? where is that need for me to get a Rolex? Like, sometimes I would feel like, like, is there something wrong with me? Because it seemed like everybody else wants one, but I'm not really interested. And I think a lot of that has to do with what you're talking about. You have that emotional connection to the brand. And I never really grew up with that emotional connection because I'm trying to start that connection for, like, like, I'm trying to be your dad. What your dad was for you, yes. I'm trying to be to my son. Yes. So it, 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 it kind of started me off on a blank slate where, where and that's why I think I kind of went crazy because I, I had no real, nothing really coming from, from my past that's telling me, you know, or anything I had a, collect, a connection with. Like, that connection you speak of is something I wish I had because I love that type of connection because there's so much I have that connection with the piece my mom got me but in terms of like that passing down and that that constant imagery mm-hmm. like I don't have that and that's kind of what I'm trying to build with my son and hearing it in your voice even though some people would be like oh, are you crazy for saying that about the Rolex <laughs> <laughs> I completely now understand where you're coming from yes like it makes complete sense to me now yes it's like that, man. Um, <laughs> That's kind of hard to follow up. <laughs> it was, you know, it's crazy. You had that moment that, like, Perry had when he was talking about the the Omega, and like the air just like comes out of, like, it just sucked out of the room, and it's just like the the the, the flashing the lights just have to be over you, like the stroke, and it just has to be over you while you're just like explaining this. It's oh, amazing. Man. No, it's good, but it's. Uh, I mean, you made an excellent point. I think uh, the connection that you have with your father and just understanding that, and then your grandfather, I get it. Um, and as a, as a parent, it's sort of the same thing. My dad had a Rolex. Not really sure what happened to it. He's still around, but he doesn't care much about watches. He, I mean, he likes them. He like he wears like a, an Eco Citizen drive. Now mm. that's like his favorite watch. He loves mm. that. We got me and my sister got it for him for Christmas. That was like the thing that he wanted. Nice. Um, but doesn't care so much. Um, it's sort of in, you know, 
kind of in interested that I care. My grandfather was a big watch collector. Um, but I'm trying to kind of establish that now with my daughter. And so like getting her flick flack and like now she watches the show and even my wife is, is into it now. Now she's like a watch person. She's like saying, I know what that is. That's a, a what you call thing. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's fun and I get it, but that's sort of the beauty of, of about this, this passion, this hobby of ours is, you know, all of the sort of ancillary things that come out of that with the relationships that you have with the people around you. So yes. kudos to you, sir. Um, so watches and wonders is coming up. You're going. What are you hoping to see? What are you What are you hoping to see? What do you think you'll see? I am hoping to see something something new. I know that's that's weird to say, but I think you guys kind of understand. What I understand I when I say something new. I'm. You know what it is? And we were talking about this earlier. I feel like the industry has kind of gotten to a point now where times are starting to get good again. Yep. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a time where things were really, really good and then they weren't so good. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like we're on the other side of that curve and we're going back up to really, really good. Yeah. And what I'm worried about is as we get close to that top of that curve where times are really, really good. And when I say times are good, I mean, times are good for the brands. You know, they're seeing profits starting to rise. I mean, when people thought that, oh, my gosh, the pandemic was going to mess things up. Like I speak to ADs, they're like, nah, business is it's good. Booming. Business is good. So I feel like we're going on that uptick. But what scares me about that is then we'll get to a point where the brands no longer feel like they need to really attract the customer. Yes. And they'll start settling on things and, and going and not really, I don't want to say pushing the envelope, but more not really, one, giving a lot of things that us as consumers would always want to see from the brand. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're kind of getting, They're I'm afraid gonna, we're getting, we're going to get to that point. It's interesting because there was like this, uh, you know, there's like all these watch analytic memes that come out. And I thought about that when I saw they had a graph where it was like profit units sold. And I feel like at some point it could get to this place where these companies are more concerned with how many units they're moving as opposed to like giving you quality watches, still innovating, doing new things. So I understand that. I mean, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. As a brand, you're always trying to maximize what you do. So if you make a thousand watches, you want to sell a thousand watches. Mm -hmm. You don't want to have anything just sitting there and people are not purchasing which is which I completely understand. But I, I'm kind of in this tricky place where I write, but then I'm also a collector. Mm -hmm. So I have like these two sides of the coin that are constantly battling each other where I understand the one perspective, but then there's the other perspective as a collector where I'm just like, but I still want this. Yeah. So it, it's that's what I'm worried about. Um, I've seen a few things so far that make me think, okay, maybe we're not we're not gonna get to that point. Maybe or we're not getting to that point yet. Right. Which has me very happy. Um, but it's always a it's always a fear of mine. It's it's I don't know if you you guys did there's a movie called Margin Call. Oh yeah, I've seen that. And it kind of talks about the two thousand eight crash. Mm -hmm. And it's at some point in that movie they basically talk about how everything is cyclical. Mm -hmm. Like we go up. We go down. Go down. Yeah. We go up. We go down. And I'm worried like we're gonna be in this cyclical, cyclical kind of time where we're gonna see that. And it, it does worry me because yeah. I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, like guys, like it's so good now. It's like, it's so, what does it look like when it's not? No, it's not. And one thing, one really bright side to all this, I have to say is. Brands are really starting to listen to to what consumers want. It's good. Really starting to listen to what consumers like. A perfect example. Um, there's I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Longines Spirit Collection. Yep. Uh, when it first came out, everybody loved the watch. Technically mm -hmm. speaking, it's an amazing watch. Yeah. And at that price point, really hard to beat. Sure. One of the main beefs people had with that watch was the long lug to lug. Okay. Yeah. 
it, people would feel like, you know what, the watch is a little bit too long on the wrist. It just doesn't sit right. Mm-hmm. The other day I went to one of their release parties for um, the new lineup. And to actually be there and have the person from Longines specifically bringing up, we worked on the lug to lug, we got it down. I don't think I've been that happy. That's awesome. In a long time to hear that from a brand. Because it just told me they're listening. Mm-hmm. And where you would hear that old excuse that, oh, we just represent a small portion of the watch collecting. You know, there's there's a billion other people who are just collecting this way. The ideas and thoughts we have about watches really do matter. Yeah. Because if you make a comparison to like, let's say fashion. Okay. Where... You'll have things on the runway, mm-hmm. and then within, and people will tell you it's hot, and within two to three years, all of a sudden you see it trickle down to, to fast fashion, mm-hmm. and then that same style is now with everybody else. So, if you think of us in terms of like the the core watch collecting group as the guys who are on the runway checking these clothes out and telling you what's hot and what's not, mm-hmm. when we think something is hot. It trickles down to the point where all of a sudden people start to look at it and they're like, you know what? Yeah, that is something cool. Yeah. So our opinions and our thoughts do matter. I get tired hearing of uh, so many people say, oh, you only represent like really 10% of the people who buy watches. <laughs> I'm like, yes, we do. But we talk about them. Yeah. We're yeah. doing videos about them. Mm-hmm. We're putting our thoughts out there. So when we say, you know what, a 39 is okay. 39 works. Come on, let's go. <laughs> when we say, hey, you know what? Watches have got started to get too big. Hmm, what are people doing now? Smaller watches. Yeah. So don't say that our opinions don't matter because they do. Mm. At the end of the day, they're still buying watches. Yeah. 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 So for, for me, you know, that that made me so happy. And that made me think, okay, you know what? I I, I have some hopes for this. I don't, I don't think we're going to... We're not quite there yet. Right. Mm-hmm. In terms of them listening and, um, you know, doing their best to keep the fingers, their fingers on the pulse, um, what do you think that looks like from the perspective of, like, different communities, underrepresented voices, people of color, women? Man, this, this one hits home mm-hmm. because... Are they listening? Is you know, are they listening to people of color? Are they listening to women? Are they listening to people outside of what their core demographic, at least what they thought that was for? I think they are listening, mm-hmm. but simply because of how slow they kind of work over there, we won't really see the true hit okay. of this stuff probably for like another year or two. Another year or two. Just because in terms of their thinking, like these guys when they're coming up with watches, they're thinking about 2024 you mm-hmm. know, already. Like, like we're all here like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to see what they release. Like, that, what they're releasing now, they thought about maybe two years ago. Gotcha. And when you start to think of their timelines, you start to realize for them to react, mm-hmm. it, they, to react fast enough, it's, it's, it's just not built into their timeline. Got it. So, like, a uh, uh, perfect example. Um, I love the Tissot PRX. I have one in my collection. Beautiful watch, probably one of the best values under $1,000 right mm-hmm. now on the street. That watch came out last year on my birthday. I remember it perfectly because my beautiful wife, she got me one for my birthday. Awesome. From the moment that watch came out, I was just like, man, they need to make straps for this watch. Yeah. Like this watch needs straps. Like this is perfect integrated bracelet you throw some straps on this mm-hmm. man you'll make the money on the on the watch you'll make another three four hundred on the on the on the straps alone yeah and time just kept passing by tick 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 and i reminded myself they probably do have straps mm-hmm. but their timeline is not my timeline like i'm asking for this stuff now mm-hmm. they're 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 thinking ahead and what did we just see yeah they just yeah, dropped straps the yeah they dropped a, a chronograph. And no, that chronograph that you're seeing now was probably thought of maybe a few months after they thought about, about yeah. the PRs. I mean, if, if you want to use Rolex as an example, right, just because they're one of the giant brands, right, they make over a million watches a year. On average, it takes them 15 months to make one single watch. Hmm. So imagine every other brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Those colored OPs that came out last year, they probably had this market research two yeah. years ago. Hmm. And they were like, we need to make this happen. And then... 
And now they're kind of more timid in terms of production. So like you'll have situations like the the Tiffany Blue OP where like I, anyone that could get to listen to me, I'll, I'll tell them the reason why the price on that watch is so high is I honestly don't think right now there are, there are not a lot of them out yeah, there. They're not, sure. really hit, they're not really hitting ADs. Yeah. No. Because I, I talk to ADs. I talk. Almost everyone I know that has that watch purchased it within the first few months it came out. Sure. Mm-hmm. Everyone else that wants it now, it's hard to find. Yeah. And that's what you're starting to see reflected in the pricing. Then when you break down the paperwork and you're like, wow, that specific call rate only represents a couple percent of their total AP, of their total OP production. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So now you start thinking about these numbers. You're like, okay, now it makes sense. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right. <laughs> 60000 for OP. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but you're now starting to understand, okay, that's what it is. And you're then going to get to a point where now they're going to react and you're going to start to see more hit the market because they're reacting. But for companies like this, they don't have, no matter how strong and powerful they are, they don't have the power to just start production immediately on something to, in response to what they're seeing right now. These are still handmade objects. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now I, cause I, now I want to chime in because, um, this, this, this part might be a little bit lengthy because I have like kind of like two, three parts to what I want to ask you. Um, coming from our background in, in fashion, we see things in fashion um, very faster, like much faster than mm-hmm. in these kind of industries where there is like some kind of like master craftsmanship going mm-hmm. on. For example, in fashion where we where we have come from, you will see, you know, if if a garment or some kind of representation or underrepresentation is not displayed, we speak about it, and then immediately yep. it's changed yep. mm-hmm. because you're talking about ready to wear, fast fashion, and then you know, like you said, you have runway. So runway sometimes can take a little bit longer, but because you have ready to wear and fast fashion, those things are either eliminated or reprogrammed. Yeah. Yeah. Now. In that retrospect, I think what happens in the watch industry um, is you just go ahead and you take a woman, a person of color, someone that is like, um, you know, identifies with a different gender or any kind of other view, and you just slap them on a billboard and you go, oh, we're progressive. Mm-hmm. Now, the question I want to ask you, because you are so close to the industry, you know, um, how could these brands go ahead and take it? To the next level because you do have these like mass producers like a Rolex that makes a million watches a year, so on and so forth. Like, how do they do a little bit more than just like making us the face of a brand? I'll tell you, uh, I'll give you a perfect example. And it's one of the main reasons that I wanted a Grand Seiko in the first place. Okay. We know when we're being lied to. Mm Mm-hmm. We see it. Yep. We know what's be, what's we're being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. We know it. Yes. We like. Come on, bro. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Like really? Come on. It's almost it's almost like pandering. Yes. 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 We know it. But I, the the perfect example I give you of when it's done right. Grand Seiko did a limited edition GMT through Houdinki Blue Dial, mm-hmm. and the ad campaign was a black husband. That's Dave. That's Dave. Dave. That's Dave. We yeah, personally know Dave. Yeah. You know I've been trying to find Dave for a while? Just I, ask bro, for Dave. Just, <laughs> just, just to be like, ask? thank you. Dave. I was talking to him yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll we bridge the to, gap. Oh, yeah, talk yeah, to Dave every day. Yeah. Dude, that, like if you go back to my Instagram, that ad campaign changed everything. Shout out to Dave. Yeah, yeah shout out to Dave. Because you know Ask what? for Dave on Instagram. Ask for Dave on Instagram. He's Yo, lit now. Yeah, you guys yeah. got to make the connection because, we'll man, that, that ad changed everything to me because it was perfectly and beautifully done. Mm-hmm. You have a black man. He's not single. He's, not a, he, he's perfectly atomic family unit, husband, wife. Basically, the 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 Imagery that we don't see a lot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we saw there. And you know what made me appreciate it even more? Because I know that was not a happenstance choice. Mm-hmm. Someone in a room somewhere said, we're going to do it this way. Yes. And the brand then said, cool. Yeah. 
And when you have all those things clicking, that's authentic. To that me. is, yes. That, yeah. that is imagery that I love to see. Because I saw that, and, and from that moment forward, I said, no matter what, in my lifetime, I'm getting a Grand Seiko. Yes. And one, people can say, well, that's the power of advertising. But when it's done really well like that, I mean, nothing was said in this in this advertising. Yeah, nothing. nothing. It was no words. There was no <laughs> words. So but funny. We all knew, and it all hit us, because as a father, I saw that and just saw just seeing him on the piano with his kids and the highlight wasn't the watch. It, it, it was, it was in a few screen grabs here and there, but the highlight was the family and how the watch kind of tied into his day to day life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and they shot that. I think that was shot at Dave's house. That was house. shot, that that was shot his at his house. home. That was yeah. his kid. So that was his that home. That was his wife. That yeah. was his kids. That, that was, was his wife. It wasn't, an, it, like, yeah. it wasn't an act. That was literally a day off in Dave's life. Yeah. If you follow Dave on Instagram and he has a day yeah. off from work, this, this is what he he's posting he on his story. You know, yeah. it's funny though. I talked to him about that campaign once. And um, I was like, man, how'd that come about? He was explaining it to me. And then they were like... Um, they, they, he, he was offered to keep the watch. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. He's like, man, I probably should get that watch. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he probably should have kept the watch. Oh, he man. probably should have kept the watch. But, you know, also, too, like, you know, I think another brand that, like, resonates with me the most, and I felt like it was a shame that we didn't capture it on camera when we sat with VJ. Oh, Oris. Yes. Yeah. Oris. And just how they champion and trophy philanthropy, um humanitarian work and all those kind of things like you know working with the Brashear State yeah. Roberto Clemente yeah. you know all of like the jazz musicians that they've worked with um you know kind of appreciating the greenlands in Africa like that's something that like speaks to me so much because i mean these guys are all the way in Switzerland yeah you know what i mean like what they know about jazz music <laughs> but I, if, if I remember correctly, I think one of them was a fan of jazz. Well, and, and they have they do like a big jazz like show in Switzerland every year. They've been doing yes. it since yep. the, the say, Mont, yeah, they've been doing it since like the late fifties. Well, I mean, more 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 or less in like the retrospect of like how how many. I get How what you're saying. How many people are like, kind of like highlighting that it's part totally of the culture? It's totally something they don't have to do to sell watches. Yes, it, exactly. But that's the thing. It's done naturally. It's done naturally. Yeah. It's done naturally. Yeah. It's not done like someone's checking a list like, oh, I, I covered this. I covered that person. Yes. I made sure I add that person to the... to the. It's not done that way. It's just a, we want to highlight this, bang. We want to highlight this, bang. And, and I love when that happens too because through authenticity, the people come. Yes. Yep. Right. So it's like when Oris is doing these things, they might not even be doing it and saying, hey, we want to hit up these communities. They're not thinking they're of it. Not they're, thinking like, they're like, these are things we're interested in. Yeah. And then what happens is they put it out there and people go, I'm interested in that too. What's Oris about? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And go. Ben, can we get an infamous uh, shout out to VJ? Shout out to VJ. <laughs> we miss you. VJ, VJ is the man. He is. Yes. We um, miss you and we love you, VJ. He'll be back. Yes. We'll get him back on. We'll get him back on. VJ is good people. Um, got a chance to speak with Wolf. Um, who kind of uh, their co-CEO, and I'm telling you guys, it, it's it's not just a VJ, like it's it's the whole organization. Yeah, everyone in that organization, their mind is just right yeah, when we it were, comes to that stuff. We were talking off camera with VJ when we hung out after we shot the episode. He said the same thing. It's really how just how everyone thinks. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Um, all right, we're gonna have a little bit of fun. Uh, this is the last segment. <laughs> it's a little game. Rashawn came up with this. Um, so there's like that game. Was it marry, kill, whatever? Uh, this one's called. That's what we calling it. No. <laughs> you didn't want to give a French lesson. Yeah. No. 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 No French lesson. No, 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 no. Uh, skip, flip, keep. So we'll we'll put some time pieces out there. Either skip, not for me. Flip, I'll take advantage of it and get this bread real quick. Or you keep it. Um, since Rashawn came up with this game, I'll let him run down the list. Yeah, yeah, um, So, Ricardo, uh, I want to start with the color OPs. Would you skip, flip, or keep any of them? The Rolex colored OPs. The Rolex yep. colored OPs, yes. Flip 
Monday through Sunday, yeah. every day of the week. All every of single colorway. Every single color. And wow. I, I, I'm, keep, I'm keeping the yellow, personally. Yellow's dope. Yellow no, or coral, wrong, the coral. The coral is nice. Coral's good. The coral is nice. Um, but you, you know what it is? But I'm coming from the point of view of I don't really have that connection to the brand. So you got to take what I say with like a grain of salt. Um, but for me, like, and th- these are the moments that are always tricky because if you're someone like me who doesn't have the money to be buying these things after market, like on the gray market, how can you be angry at someone for making money on something that's going up so high in price? Hmm. Like, like you know how hard it is to be someone who really loved this watch and you barely made enough to buy it mm-hmm. and then see on a daily basis <laughs> this watch going up in four price. Times four times retail. Times in price. You know how difficult it is? And then other people have the nerve to tell you you should not flip it. But it's an investment. But it, like so, so I, I, it's it's yeah. I, I gotta flip it. It's just yeah, yeah. I, I, guys, forgive me, but yeah, I, I gotta flip it. Okay, okay. So then, uh, moving on. Uh, what do you think about? Would you skip, flip, or keep the uh, Royal Oak time only? Hmm. He's thinking. Contemplating. <laughs> yeah. We need nah. Jeopardy music. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'll probably keep that. I'll probably keep okay. that. Okay. Nice. What what dial color would you want to keep? I'm assuming you're going 41? Yeah. Okay. Black, blue, silver. Uh, I'm a sucker for blue. Respect. Blue is an amazing color. Really versatile. So what's your so what's your tie to Audemars Piguet versus like Rolex? Because they can't right now they are at the top tier of like the secondary market flipping kind of like culture it's 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 weird i don't have the connection to rolex but at the same time like just my history with watches and ap like i always held them in a really high standard so it would be hard for me to have that watch in my hand and actually let it go somewhere else Mm. so there's certain there's certain brands where you get one of their pieces and you're just like how's your shit yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you just you just okay yeah I, yeah I gotta my precious I gotta take care of this and yeah so I I I guess that's that's kind of the vibe okay. that the royal okay. gives me okay so um the next the next one on the list um is a micro mm-hmm. I know you like micros and um you know kind of like their significance to the watch community um this piece has been getting a lot of buzz. Um, it's the uh, the Caruno time only uh, turquoise dial. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Skip, flip, or keep? I am keeping that. Nice. That's and a good one to keep. Reason reason I'm keeping that is I have um, a good friend of mine also uh, at Time and Tide. His name is Zach. Um, you could pretty much consider him like the Corona to- Tokyo collector. He has like three or four, almost five of their pieces. Oh wow. And I had yet to get an opportunity to try one on, but then I just tried on um, one of the versions um, that he recently got. And it's a high polished case, but it's like wet liquid. It is sexy. Wow. Like mm. it is a really, like the case is really sexy. Like, and I'm not a high polished fan. Because mm-hmm. I, because I, the first thing my mind goes to is, oh you my see god, every single scratch. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's the first thing my mind yeah. goes to. But that is too sexy of a watch on leather to let get away, and it's a, it's a really nice watch. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice, nice, nice. So um, another Japanese design. This one a little bit bigger than uh, Karuno. What do you think about the Grand Seiko uh, Shunbun, the uh, the spring edition of the Four Season Collection? That is one of the watches that I highly wanted at one point in time. Um, light, really beautiful dial. That light pink dial, mm-hmm. really nice. I'd have to say right now where I'm at with collecting, I would say skip. Okay. Um, it's, it's yeah, where I'm at right now, it's, yeah, yeah, nah, nah. It's a beautiful watch, but just not right now. Not right now. Interesting. I didn't expect that one. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, because I would assume like everybody would keep that one, 
You'd, you'd be surprised. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it it goes back to what I say. Like if if I don't have like that connection, like yeah, nah. Okay, that's fair. Now, um, you do have a really tight connection with Tussauds. We 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 spoke about that um, earlier, uh, and you did mention the uh, the PRX. What do you, what would you do with the uh, the Tussauds uh, PRX? 18 karat gold um, fluted bezel, skip, flip, or keep? I would skip simply so I could wait and get that chronograph. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> that chronograph looks nice. Very okay. nice. But yeah, yeah. Nice. I did think it was very interesting that they added like a little bit of luxury to the PRX line. I thought that was really cool with the fluted bezel. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Um, okay. This one here is like the drum roll. Last on the list, and I think one of like the most, I mean, outside of another piece, and, and it's still in the same line, the most, one of the most controversial, controversial um, pieces in this line, um, the Patek Philippe 5711 Green Dow. Um, but we're going to step it up. Diamond, Diamond bezel. bezel. <laughs> that, that's that's a Ben special. You know that Ben suggested that. I'm going I'm I'm to give y'all a French lesson. That's my fuck you watch. Okay. Yeah. You go into a wash up and you want to flex. Yeah. I'm going to pull that out. Yes. Tell me how you feel now. Mm. So what, 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 what do you think about the uh, Patek Philippe 5711 green dial uh, with the diamond bezel skip, flip, or keep? That's hard. I would flip. Yeah, you ain't gonna. I skip can't. It. I can't even get mad. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's yeah. skipping that. No, 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 no. one's skipping that. No one's skipping no. that. It's either you, you, you flip it or you keep it. Yeah. But then what would be what would be your reason not to keep it? Do you see what they're selling for? Sure. <laughs> so, but it's, but it's, if you can acquire this timepiece, I think you don't need to sell it. It's it's no, it, you're right. Yeah, it's not just what they're selling for. Like for me, like like where some would would flex with the diamond bezel. Understood. Understood. Yeah, like from what I said earlier, you guys like that flash of yellow gold, man. That's 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 all me. That's all me. So so yeah, for me, it's just yeah, the diamond. Probably the diamond bezel I'm, is I'm, probably the. the I'm not a diamond guy. guy. Yeah. We talk about that a lot. Okay. Too. Yeah, the diamond bezel would just be. It's a little too much for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm not a stone dude. So what if it's just you know, plain plain Jane fifty seven eleven green dial, no diamonds. Flip it still. It's still good. So, so, all right, so, now, so now I have a question. The diamond bezel 5711 with the green dot, if we check market price right now, it's like $700,000, right? If you sold it and you just had an instantaneous wire for 700K to your bank account, what, what would you buy with that money so, in terms of watches? So after I put my name on the list for the VC, okay, because that, that's the first thing I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I would then march on over to Langenzona. Sure. Um, pick up a couple pieces there. And then probably the next place that I would go. Uh, this is this is actually an interesting question. Uh, hmm. Man. I, I that's I think I would just take the rest of the money and put it down on the house. <laughs> like, 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 because I think go. after after the trip to VC and the trip to Langenzona, um actually no, I take it back. Yeah, yeah, pick up some for the wife. You gotta get a Ferrari. Dude, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was wife, thinking that in my head. <laughs> wife is getting one of the smaller Aquaterras. There you like, go. Pick a color. Enjoy. Um, I get the Speedmaster 57. Well, no. I get the gold. The gold. Yeah, that's where you yeah, get the gold. Yeah, there, you there you go. go. There you go. <laughs> I get the gold and green. Yeah. So I have, uh, I have my blue and my gold. I have my green and my gold. So I know that definitely looks better than the John Mayer, but we, we only want No, we, I think yeah. we, I agree. But no stop at I AP? Agree. What about a stop at AP? I would, for probably, the, that would be my last stop. I would probably pick up one of their high complication pieces. Would you go for like a concept GMT or for like a like a super scenario or like a perpetual or something like that? Uh, I like the super scenario. Yeah, you gotta go minute. Yeah, yeah. Sure. There's there's like like Zach that I was telling you about. He picked up recently a minute repeater from um, old school long jeans pocket watch. Oh wow! And there's no better feeling than like hearing the sound yeah. on one of those things. 
and like you just know like this there's no battery in here yeah, yeah. this is this is all mechanics fully understand that yeah mm. it's probably my second favorite complication yeah that's dope which watch uh Patek 5208 minute repeater instantaneous perpetual calendar with a tourbillon yeah come on <laughs> you gotta have it. Dude, and um and the watch winder to go with that yeah 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 course. yeah because yeah, you don't want to have to set that like no nah, <laughs> like i mean day. i me he me, would me, i'd probably enjoy it <laughs> i'd probably enjoy doing it but yeah i wouldn't if i don't wear it for a week it's a hassle Ooh, yeah no. i forgot one um that crazy reversal that came out last oh day. four faces yes that, oh that that's has, good sure, that has the wine the the set um yeah. the, the box with the that does the winding and everything for mm -hmm. it you just put it in there yes i'd, I'd pick that's that up awesome because that's just a crazy crazy watch yeah mm. man this is uh this is fun thank you for stopping by my dude dude thank you for having me uh we appreciate you you're one of the first people that kind of uh tuned in and, and let us know what you thought and help spread the word and yes. and support and we appreciate it um one of our day one people yes dude like it's going back to some of the things we talked about earlier the community has to understand that we have a perspective mm -hmm. like it's we're we're not the stereotype there's nothing wrong with with you know and you guys talked about this a few episodes back with people buying like blinged out watches and stuff oh, like yeah. that. But that is not the only thing that defines us as collectors. 100%. Like, don't just put us into one barrel mm -hmm. and, and say that that's everything that that's everything that we are. Yeah. Um, we love vintage. We love smaller sizes. Mm -hmm. We love Omega. Like we are many things. Mm -hmm. We are we are not black collectors we are collectors, collectors. Yes. 100%. yes yes so 100%. i mean anytime I, I see some brothers coming together and and putting that forward and just sharing their experiences man sign me up man like we gotta you know we gotta we gotta be out there we do yes. Yes. we do and outside is opening back up so you can find me there <laughs> oh, yeah. i tell you that's gonna be it's, fun uh, it, <laughs> it's, it's a watch boy summer <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's the name of the episode. Oh there we go. There we go. Uh, this has been incredible. Thank you for stopping by. Yes. Um, I hope you all enjoyed this. Uh, the next time you see us, we'll be reporting on Watches, Watches and, and Wonders. Um, and like every week, you can find us uh, at Instagram, Risk Check Pod. We're also on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and TikTok. Woo. We're with the youth. Don't forget. Yes. Um, catch you next week. Thank you. Peace. Peace.